Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Motivational Monday, a fresh start of the week for us. Wow, what a word we had yesterday. Pastor Brendan really brought it in. You know, God is on the move. My brothers and sisters, the best is yet to come. This morning, we are in Joshua 5. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. I thank you for allowing us to just meet like this in the morning, Father. I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening. I pray that you will speak to us, that it be you and not us. I thank you in advance for all that you are doing, Father God. And I just want to just praise your name this morning. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, you need to stretch. Go ahead and do your stretch. All right, and Pastor Jason be reading the word. All right, good morning. Joshua 5, and I am reading from the New King James Version. So it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan, all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over, that their heart melted, and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. And at that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives for yourselves and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war who died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. For all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the, the way as they, as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who, who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. To, to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Then Joshua circumcised their sons, whom he raised up in their place, for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their place in the camp till they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month of, at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day of, after the Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? 
Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Amen. 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 All right. Do it again. Stretching again. Oh, I trying to get these cobwebs off our, our eyes this morning. You know, God is good. God is good. You know, this particular chapter, I, ha- I just had to go back to chapter four, you know, because it talks about when, um, what happened when they crossed over the, the Jordan. And in Joshua 4, uh, 24, it says that all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God. And then right now it starts in five, and I'm going to bring these together in a minute. It says at the five one, it says, and when the kings of the Amorites, you know, at the on the west side and of the Jordan, and the kings of the Canaanites who were of the sea heard that the Lord has dried up the waters, that the, for the children of Israel, and that for them to cross over, that their hearts melted. It says there that. Their hearts melted. And we just read that that they may know the fear of the Lord in chapter four, you know, you know, and also back in chapter two, you know, we're talking about when Rahab, you know, said to the spies, you know, and it it says there in Joshua 2, uh, 10 and 11, it says, for we heard again, for we heard that the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea. This is after they crossed over the Red Sea. And that when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Ammonites who were on the other side of the Jordan, you know, that they will utterly destroy. And then in verse 11, it says, and, and, and soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did those that remain in us any more courage. So it says here that their hearts melted, you know, and in Joshua 1, Five one, you know, when we heard that they have crossed over, you know, fear came to them. You know, they they heard the news that the that the, the Israelites were there and what the Lord has done. You know what the Lord has done. All these things happen. What well, were to increase the faith of the Israelites, but look the effect that he had on their enemies was the opposite. When the enemies heard. The enemies heard what the Lord has done. You know, we need to remind the enemy what the Lord has done. We need to remind ourselves what the Lord has done for us, you know, for us. Because, you know, as we remind ourselves, our faith, you know, it it, it grows. Our, our, Our faith, you know, gets stronger as we go back and we think about what the Lord has done. This takes me right to Revelations 12, 11, and this, that it says, and they overcame him or they overcame the enemy, you know, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, the word of their testimony, you know, so our word, you know, when we declare the word of the Lord, when we speak the word of the Lord, you know, the enemy has to back up. When we stand firmly upon what God has done for us, you know, you know, we're going to have the victory. This shows, this shows us that God could turn things around without us doing anything by just us being ourselves and just us praising God and declaring his way 
and just thanking him for what he has done for us. He has a way of turning things around and causing the enemy to become fearful, to causing the enemy to want, 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 want to run from us. Because why? Because that word that we speak, you know, that word that we speak about the Lord, when we worship him, when we declare him, you know, when we give him the right place in our lives, he has a way of doing a better job than us, you know, and we don't have to fight all the time. Why? Because he will fight for us. He will stand with us, you know, and like I said earlier, sometimes all we need to do is just speak those, that word of life, you know, and the enemy has to flee. The enemy has to flee, you know, upon that word. And it goes right into, you know, the, the act of circumcision, you know, in verse two, it says, at this time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives for yourselves and circumcise again, Israel. So Joshua made the flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill. You know, in Genesis uh, 17, 10, you know, it talks about this, you know, because this, <coughs> excuse me, this, you know, was a covenant that the Lord has made. And in Genesis 17, 10, it says, this is my covenant with you shall be kept between me and you. This is God speaking and your descendants that every male child among you should be circumcised. You know, this was a sign of the covenant of God with his people. This was a sign. This also had, you know, the circumcision also had medical benefits, you know, because it helped with the cleanliness. It helped to, 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 to keep it a lower risk to transmit diseases. It also at the help lower the risk of urinary tract infections, you know. So it was it was healthier for the male when he had this done. So he had its benefits, but most importantly, it was a covenant that the Lord has made with them. But at this particular time, you know, this particular practice, you know, was not being kept because as we read on it and we see that in verse uh, four, it says, and this is my reason why Joshua circumcised them, that all the people that came out of Egypt who were male, all the men of war had had died in the wilderness at the, um, at their way after they have come out of Egypt. And in verse four, it says, for all the people who came have been circumcised, all the ones that came out of Egypt, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been. So in other words, the practice was not being kept, you know, because on their journey out, you know, there was no more circumcisions being done. You know, so at this particular time, the Lord is reminding them, you know, reminding Joshua about his people and what they needed to do. You know, and in verse six, it says, for the children of Israel walked 40 years. So 40 years they walked. 40 years, there was no circumcision. So the next generation was born, you know, but it says there that, that till all the people who were men, men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed. In other words, the old generation, all those that, that from the past, you know, that, that came out of Egypt that didn't want to, that didn't want to cross over, you know, to, you know, to Jericho, who were afraid, you know, who were in disobedience, you know, before the Lord, you know, they were all, they were all going to die. 
and they were all dying in the desert. And now the next generation was there and God was getting ready. God was getting ready to prepare them as this time came. And I, and it goes right into the, you know, then Joshua circumcised the sons whom he raised up at their place for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on their way. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we may carry things that hold us back. Sometimes we may carry things that we need to let go. Sometimes, you know, we may have something that we need to turn over to the Lord, you know, and sometimes God has to cut that out. Sometimes God has to remove that. And then this is what this particular portion of scripture is reminding me that sometimes we need to let go. Stop holding on to things that we should turn over to the Lord, that we should surrender it to the Lord. I learned a long time ago, if I cannot change certain things, I got to surrender it to God. And if I cannot change them, I'm not going to spend my time worrying so much about it because that's not going to fulfill anything. My confidence has to be in the Lord. My confidence has to be in, in Joshua, the God of Israel, that he has a better way for me. And I need to surrender these things to him. And here, the, the people of Israel, you know, they, they were, got to a point that this new generation was coming up and God was preparing them. God is always on a move and God is always ready to make a move way before we think that he should make a, that move. And here he was calling the people, the, 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 the men, you know, it's time to get back. It's time to get back to where, where we need to be, you know. And it says there, it says there in verse 9, and the Lord said to Joshua, you know, after this was done, after the circumcision was done, they needed time to heal. They needed time to recuperate. You know, they needed time to, to, to strengthen themselves, you know, because they have not done this for such a long time. And all these men, and I'm not talking about one or two guys either. You're talking about thousands of men that this is happening to, you know. So God had to be there. God's protection was upon them. Why? Because look what it says in chapter one. You know, it, it says that, that the people around the region fear them. You know, God already put fear on them. So they weren't going to do anything to Israel. So it was the perfect opportunity. See how God works? See how God works? God caused fear to come upon their enemies. And now the people of Israel, the men of the new generation of men that are coming up, they were being circumcised. And, and they were going to be in, in discomfort. They were going to be in pain. They weren't going to be able to fight. But guess what? God made it so that they were able to be circumcised and they were able to heal. And the enemy did not attack. Why? Because God was doing it all. God was doing it all. He would cause fear to come upon them. And, that, you know, we got to take this word, my brothers and sisters, and we got to speak the word of God into the situation. We got to speak the word of God in, into our family. We got to speak the word of God in the workplace. We got to speak the word of God when everything seems to be going the opposite direction. Why? Because your voice, your word coming out of your mouth will produce life or death, you know? And so we have to declare the word of the Lord and, and the God will, will show up. God will turn things around. And that's what he was doing here. He was preparing them. He was preparing them. So here, you know, in verse 9, he says, And then the Lord said to Joshua, 
This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place will be called Gilgal to this day. How wonderful it is to serve a God who loves us and is always making a way for us. He made a way for them. You know, he's been with them, you know, all this time. And, you know, I mean, we just gone through all these different books, you know, and seeing how the people of Israel, they were constantly, constantly messing up. But yet God's favor and God's blessing was still upon them. Because here we see the protection of God upon them as they were going through this transition that they were going through. And in verse 10, it says, and now is the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover, you know, uh, of the 14th day of the month, at the twilight of the, of the plains of Jericho. So look how close, they were, they were right there. Jericho was right before them. And right now, they were, they, they were recuperating, they were healing, and they were resting. Why? Because before anything that God's going to allow you to do, he'll prepare you, he, he will cause you to have rest, and that's why he was preparing the people. He was going to, you know, he they done the surgery. Come on now. They done that surgery. They were healing up. They were getting stronger. And now they were resting. It says in verse 11, and they ate the produce of the land on that day after the Passover, unleavened bread and, and parched grain on that very day. They ate grain. They ate from the land. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, when you read this, sometimes you can read too fast and you just bypass this, you know, but say, but this is one of the first times that they're eating like this. Don't forget, they just cross over. They are in, in the promised land. They're facing Jericho in front of them, you know, and here they are eating the produce from the land. You know, you know, uh, you know, when when they ate from the from the land that was promised to them, they were no longer in the wilderness at this point. The wilderness was behind them, but they were in their homeland at this time. They were actually feasting on, on, on the, the produce that the land has produced for them. Because look what it says in verse 12. Then the manna ceased on that day after they have eaten the produce of the land. And all the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate of the food of the land. You know, so, so God has a way of turning things around and God has a way of preparing things. And so they were here, they were feasting on the land. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't work for this. They didn't, they didn't plow this ground. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't lay seed down. You know, all of this stuff was already prepared for them by the Lord. You know, and God was waiting for them to arrive on this land. 40 years they've been wandering around. 40 years they were being fed manna. 40 years, you know, quail will come down and they will have their meat. But this particular time, after they have rested, after they were there in that land, they were able to feast of the promises of God. They were able to feast. And guess what? All of this time that was passing, God's protection was upon them. What is it that you are seeking God for? What is it that you have been praying for? You know, and, and it seems to take such a long time to get there. But sometimes, you know, the reason why it takes longer is because God is still doing the work.
God is still working in us, or God is still working in them, or God is still working in the situation. But it's better that we leave it in God's hands. Because when we try to change the things around, when we try to impulse our own will, you know, and our own strength, ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. It is only when we rest on the Lord, and it's only when we surrender things to him, and we hold on to that promise, hold on to that promise that he has given you. Because my brothers and sisters, we got to go right back. We got to go right back to Revelations uh, 12, 11. And they overcame him. They overcame the enemy. They overcame the situation. They overcame the problem. Then they overcame this problem, this situation by who? By the blood of the lamb, by Jesus Christ. It is only with Jesus on our side. And it's only when we surrender to him and hold on to his promises that he's able to turn things around. It is only when we trust in him and wait upon him and not go to the right or to the left, but to focus on him and his word that he has a way of turning things around. And it says there, and they overcame it by the word of their testimony. And I don't know about you, but I was thinking about this. And I was thinking, I said, you know, okay, Lord, let me see. Let me see how many times have, have you showed up in my life? How many times have you been with me? And I didn't realize it. Well, you know why? He took me right back when I was uh, in Brooklyn, New York. And I was just a kid back then. And, and my grandma taught me the, the, the Psalms 23. She made me say that every single time I went to bed. You know, you got to repeat the word. You got to repeat the word. And he said, do your prayers and Psalms 23. So that thing, that thing was ingrained in my, in my head, you know. But I remember, I remember being going to school <clears throat> back, in the, back in the early 70s. And, and I had to walk through these neighborhoods that, that, that their crime was up. Drugs were up and, and having to, to walk through, through, through broken glass, having to walk through uh, blood that somebody spilled, having to walk and see gun shells on the, on the, on the sidewalks and, and needles because drugs was a big thing back then. And having to go from one, uh, from one gang neighborhood to the other gang as you went to school. And, and, and I would be saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. Though, you know, you know, you don't think that works. You know, every time you speak to your children and you and you and you read the word to them, my brothers and sisters, you know, that's going to stick. And when they need it the most, guess what? Holy Ghost will bring it out. And that's the word of their testimony. That's my word of my testimony that my God showed up and he protected me. He kept me safe you know, from all that stuff. And it takes me right back just, you know, when I flipped my car a few years back, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I had that bad accident that I was able to walk away from a totally total car with not even a scratch in my body. And, you know, so I got to give God the praise. I got to give, I remember, I remember that day, like if it was yesterday, being at the, got out of that car and the wheels are still spinning and the uh, gasoline is coming out, and I'm walking around that car, and the Lord and it spoke to my spirit and told me, it's not your time. It's not your time. And all I could do is just praise God. And all I could do is just declare the Lord. You know, why? And guess what? Yes, it was a horrifying time. Yes, it was a difficult time. But he was there. 
My God was there and he kept me safe. So even though we go through a storm, even though we go through a difficult time, we still got to praise him because he makes a way. He gives you favor. And I and I praise God for that because of all the things that I learned knowing that time going through the valley of the shadow of death, I learned that my God never forsake me, never abandoned me, never left me. So I got to remember that testimony, that testimony that he lifted me up and kept me safe. That testimony when I was deployed and I would hear the alarms go off and everybody's running all over the place and you got to duck for cover. You know, the alarms are going off. That means incoming, incoming, you know, and you got to duck on the ground and cover your head, you know, and I said, Lord, I thank you because you are with me. And guess what? He was there. His presence was there. He was faithful. And I'm looking at that. I said, God, I have a reason to praise you. I have a reason to worship you. I have the reason to glorify you. Why? Because you have done so many things for me. Yeah, I'm going through a storm right now. Yes, I'm going to difficult times right now. But my God is greater than any storm that we are going through. My God is greater than any situation that we are facing. My God is greater than the government that we are under. My God is greater than anything that the enemy has thrown on us. My God is able to do abundantly above what we ask him for, because my God is still sitting on the throne. He has not forsaken us. He has not abandoned us. He has not left us. And this is why he has proven here in his word over and over again. And that's what he's doing to the people of Israel. How he has taken them and he has provided for them and he has made a way for them. And now they guess what? They're in the promised land already. They haven't conquered Jericho yet, but they were feasting. They were feasting of the food of the land. And that, that food that they didn't even plant, they didn't even grow, but it was waiting for them there. Now, you imagine that? All these people just feasting, thousands and thousands of men, women, and children just feasting on the, on, the, on the food of the land. You know, what a blessing of God. And God wants to bless us. God wants to bless you right where you're at. You know, at the situation, wherever you find yourself this morning, he is there with you. He is there with you. He has not forsaken you. He has not abandoned you. He is faithful. He is faithful and he's making a way. So despite of what we feel, don't go by feelings. Feelings lie to you. This is by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. You know, so, you know, we're going to declare the word of the Lord. We're going to speak life to the situation. And God is going to make a way, just like he did for the people of Israel. He's making a way for us. Because as we see, as we continue, you know, to the next chapter, you know, and it talks about Jericho and it talks about then conquering Jericho. God made a way. God was preparing. God was molding. And then God was speaking to them at the end, speaking to Joshua at the end, you know, just giving him words of counsel, words that he's going to share, because guess what? God will speak to us when the time is right. God will reveal to you when the time is right, you know, but we just have to continue to remain focused on him because as we continue with his word, because his word is a light to your path. His word is a light unto your path. When you read his word, 
and you see his faithfulness and you take the word as it is and say, Lord, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. If you turn it around for them, you can turn it around for me. And guess what? Every single one of us this morning, we all have a testimony. Come on. God knew you when. God knew you when. When you weren't listening, God knew you. When you were running from him, God knew you. You know, when you were going in the opposite direction, God knew you because he was coming after you. You know, he knew you. He, word of God says that in the wound of my mother, he knew me. <laughs> he knew me in the wound of my mom. He knitted me together. He, he, you, you, you know, we are so wonderfully made that we are made by, by the hands of the Lord. He said that we are wonderfully made. That's how much care he, he has for us. And if he cares for us that way, how much more is he going to do today for us? You know, so he is faithful. He is merciful, you know, and he is there for us. He will never leave you, nor forsake you, nor abandon you. So start this week, my brothers and sisters, on a positive note that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, that no weapon formed against you will prosper, that you are the head and not the tail. Don't listen to what the word is, the world is trying to tell you. Don't listen to what the newscasters is telling you, but listen to the word of the Lord, what God is speaking to you, that God is saying that you are special, that God is saying to you that you are mine, the word of God says. We belong to him. And if we belong to him, you know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So guess what? I can overcome whatever situation I may be facing today. Because guess what? There ain't no situation that is greater than my God. There's no situation that is too difficult for the Lord. There's no situation that we have to worry about, oh, where the answer is going to come from. Because God already has the answer. When we don't know what to do, do nothing, but just rest on the Lord. Just be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. We don't need to go crazy. We just need to just be still and know that he is God. Acknowledge him. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. Even when you don't know it, give him the praise. Give him the glory. Lord, I don't know what to do. But Father, I'm going to praise you. Father, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but I'm going to give you the honor. I'm going to worship you, Lord God, because when we do that, we're speaking life and the enemy doesn't like that. We're speaking hope and the enemy doesn't like that. You know, we're speaking deliverance and the enemy doesn't like that. So we got to speak the word of God. We got to speak the word of truth and we have to declare it upon ourselves and upon our family, upon our children, upon the next generation, upon our government, that God is in control and he is faithful and we can eat the food of the land that the Lord has provided because he has made a way for you and for me. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my brothers and sisters who are listening this morning. I pray, O Lord, that you would just comfort them, that you would just be there with them, Father. I speak life into them this morning, Father God. Your word makes a difference, Father God. Your word always produces what it's sent out to do, Lord God. Your word, Father God, always is fulfilled, my Lord.
So I thank you for your word this morning. And I thank you for my brothers and sisters and what you're doing in their lives, in their homes, in their families, in their marriages, in their job places, Father God. In whatever situation that they find themselves, Lord God, that they'll be able to praise you. Even, Lord God, even, Father God, if they're in the hospital right now, your hand is not too short to meet there with them, Father. And I just thank you for your hand extended to them. Bring healing to their bodies, healing to their minds, healings to their emotions, Father God, healing to the hurt areas of their heart, Father God. Restore, Father God, restore their strength, restore, Father God, what the enemy has stolen from them, Father God. And, and I just declare your peace. I declare your joy upon them, Father. And I thank you for meeting us here this morning. And I thank you what you're going to do this week, Father God. I thank you to the miraculous, Father God, that we're going to see in days to come. And I thank you for your faithfulness. And then we give you the praise, we give you the worship, and we give you the glory. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week. Come on now, the best is yet to come. No matter how difficult things will be, just raise your hands. Surrender to the Lord. Give him the praise. Give him the glory because he's doing it already. He's doing it already and the best is yet to come. Have a blessed week. Love you. Bye-bye.